everybody. Hi. I think I started all every time off by saying, hey, everybody. Yeah, there's like an okay. Hey, and then, hey you everybody. Hey, hey, you guys. I need to read I feel that. like I, I, know, I was, haven't been here in a while. I know. I was going to say it feels weird that you're here. Yeah. Do you want me to leave? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was here last week. No, Jordan was here. Yeah. And Chris? Nope. No. Just Jordan. Just Jordan. Oh. Jordan was on, so therefore I left. Okay. Oh, I'm That's just kidding. Good. Sorry, Jordan. Just kidding. Uh, JK. Well, we got a lot to get through, and we're recording late because Chris had to go get his dogs. So they had to get groomed. <laughs> they had to get. They yeah. had to get. Groomed. And then I'm getting groomed later. So okay, okay. we're gonna forego the normal, yeah, weird chit chat that we normally have. Oh, we are. Just get right into <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Get into the nitty gritty. Okay. Movie news. Um, briefly going to mention this because I'm quite frankly very sick of talking about Quentin Tarantino and what he is or mm-hmm. is not going to do. Um, but now he's steering away from the Star Trek stuff and saying that he thinks his next or next and possibly last movie will be a smaller film. Okay. Hmm. So make up your mind. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I and then I started to get a little excited about an R-rated Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, we've seen fun. all those before. But Go what, watch the Black Mirror episode. What would that have been like, a Quentin Tarantino big budget movie? I don't know what that would have been like. A I, lot of a lot of barefoot aliens. Could have been interesting. <laughs> I don't know. So he like successfully pitched this R-rated Star Trek to JJ Abrams and then like this was back in 2017 and the studio brought in the Revenant screenwriter um Mark Smith to work on it while he started Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and now he's saying like man I don't know I might just do something else so okay well okay sure thing fine um cool story yeah i don't know <laughs> it's not that cool i'm just i'm i'm really kind of tired and i just like I make up too. your mind and yeah. we're not going to talk about him anymore unless we know <laughs> he's doing like he's did my mic just get louder no no he's going to, it sounded like it um until he actually has something like signed sealed and this is happening and I, also, okay. I also believe it won't he'll he'll go to 10 and then he'll in a few years he'll do 11 yep yeah so three trailers we were just okay. blessed recently with tenant yeah um but we also got a top gun in a quiet place two two teaser yeah. trailer so top gun let's start with that um okay Looks like Top Gun. Yeah, this this it looks. I think I've said before that I'm not a Top Gun mm-hmm. person. Oh, really? I like. I love the Danger Zone song. It's just so. That's funny. the only good part of that whole movie. <laughs> but uh, but the trailer does look fun. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see it. Have you seen Top Gun? Sure. Okay. You just didn't. You're I'm not, just like, not a, a fan. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know what it I is. Maybe I should give it another shan- uh, another, another chance. Another chance. It's America. America. I mean, this Tom is Cruise. essentially yeah. the same volleyball. film trailer wise. Yeah, because there's volleyball yeah. in it. Jet Shirtless planes. Dudes. And yeah. the same bar <laughs> and uh, weird mustaches. Yeah. And <laughs> cool cockfights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, okay. So, John Hamm is in this one and he said that there's barely any CGI used, which I thought was kind of cool. He's sure. like, these guys are really up in the plane and they're getting thrown around in multiple Gs. So, that's kind of neat. That I like, is, that is I neat. like practical, cool, practical mm-hmm. effects. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> that's all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It comes Connelly. out comes out June 26th. It looks Jennifer Connelly, where has she been? In Top Gun. Okay. She's just, been, she's been doing stuff. just over 34 years after the original Top Gun premiered. Just, just 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Tom Cruise looks the same. He looks exactly yeah. the same. Yep. I just watched Jerry Maguire over the weekend. Oh, it was on TV. I like Jerry Maguire. And I'm like, oh, how long is Jerry Maguire on TV? How mm-hmm. long? Uh, I don't know. Could Are you, you going to? Could you have watched there The Irishman? There it is. <laughs> or Marriage Story. <laughs> and it was on like Vice or something. So mm. it had commercials. Yeah. So that was even probably like three hours. I got spent. stuck this whole weekend watching old movies like okay. that. And we watched the last half of Jerry Maguire. Then we watched the entire thing of Crazy Stupid Love from start to finish on TV. It's not that old. Also, you still could have watched The Irishman or Marriage Story. Jesus. Anyway, I just did you? it just to spite you because yeah. Nathan said it was just okay. <laughs> Which one? The Irishman. It's in his top 10 favorite movies of the year. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. He said it was good, but not great. Sure. Well, you should still watch it. Because, and what Nathan says. <laughs> right. <laughs> Quiet Place 2. Yeah, it's a really short Not teaser. A, it's a it's teaser. Like seconds. But I read that there, there was going to be a full trailer next week. Yes. Mm. Which is also weird. 
Because, like, why would you release a 20 second teaser? Yeah, I don't like teasers. Well, I actually thought I read that it's going to be New Year. Like, the New Year. But I could be wrong. You may be right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't really know what I read. I think I read that. Um, (laughs) But this is almost looks like exactly after where the second one, or the first one left off. Um, Yeah, following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue their fight for survival in silence. Forced to venture into the unknown, they quickly realize the creatures that hunt the, hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sand path. So now it's oh. The Walking Dead. Could be. Where yeah. the villains are really the humans. Could be. Cillian Murphy is in it, and he's always a creepy person. That's true. And Brian Tyree Henry is in this one. He's good. Mm-hmm. I like both of those people. Um, I also really like, so no, I always forget that it's Noah Jupe who plays her son and he's like getting all this attention cause he's in honey boy. He's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He was in something else recently and he's, he's a very talented actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in wonder. I'm going to go off topic here. No, no of course. please don't. We're not done yet. <laughs> but what, whatever happened to Atlanta? It's, they're not, they haven't started filming their fourth season yet. Okay. But yeah. they're gonna. It's like a high. No, it, not it's a, gonna not, be another not a like, hiatus. It's, it's just an extended. It's gonna they be ha, another is there four, year. What happened to the third season? They had a third season. They did, didn't they? Or was it just the second one? I don't know. I thought there were three. I think there was just two. Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe they just had two. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just curious because I was just <laughs> because whatever it. season yeah. they're on, it'll be like um, they haven't even started it yet. So it'll yeah, be, it'll be he was maybe 2021. Brian Tyree Henry was. Yeah, and then Gretchen and I were. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, when is Atlanta coming back? Yeah, it'll be a while. Okay. And I know you like that show. So I love Atlanta. I thought there were I, I thought they did a third maybe season. It, maybe it has been three. I don't know. Maybe it's been two. I thought it was three. Which, on that topic, I just want to say, since I never got to talk about Joker, that it was it was good, but not great. So there's my opinion. Cool. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Chris is slowly catching up. <laughs> slowly, but sure. Well, we'll cut that out and insert it into the the review (laughs) four or five weeks ago when we talked about the Joker. I'm just kidding. Um, So yeah, I really liked Quiet Place, the first one. Yeah. I'm excited for a sequel. I do like that. I kind of like that it takes place right after because even though the kids are probably going to look older and that's going to be distracting, but I I like the idea that we don't have to be exp- they don't have to explain to us right. what happened mm-hmm. and whatever in the time, time period. So I mean, I, I like also, they had just figured out in the first one how to kill the things. Right. So, right. I, I think that's interesting. Like, yeah, let's absolutely. go from there of them trying to figure out. Okay, what do we do now? So. Absolutely. I wouldn't worry about them looking older. They can just de-age them. That's yeah. true. I guess they could. We learned in it chapter two. <laughs> I like Noah Jupe. So good for that kid. Um, and then we just got a tenant trailer. Oh, it looks so good. Which we know nothing about this movie. I don't get it. <laughs> it's been so hush hush. Oh, I totally don't know what was happening in this trailer, but it looks neat. And yeah, it essentially, looks very Christopher Nolan. Yeah, essentially, what I'm gathering is that John David Washington is being recruited into like you know, some kind of like secret organization yes. or something to stop to prevent World War Three. But something worse than World War Three. Something worse. Which I don't know what that would be, but yeah. But it looks like there's like an time, alien time warping, Maybe. time warping going on. Yeah, there's like, some weird. It's like everything's backwards. There's and a happening shot of, and rewind. Yeah, there's a shot of a boat. Like it's obviously it's being moving reverse backwards. time, and yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, where did these come from? It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. There's some time travel yeah. stuff happening. I'm it's the best voice work. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. great. I'm very excited. It John looks David Washington, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Floor Delacour. De Aaron, Ta- Aaron, jo- Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, he, I don't think he, was he in the trailer? I didn't see him, but I know he's in it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. There's a lot of good people in I this. I like it. I'm, I'm so excited for I this. I know. Can't wait. Um, I don't know when that one comes out. I mean, it's the summer, but I don't okay. know when in the summer. Yeah. So Top Gun also comes out in the summer and Quiet Place comes out in March. Yay, next year. I've already, I like when I already have movies to look forward to. I know. <laughs> Makes me happy. Well, we have a lot of things to review because things are just now starting to come out and things that it's things that we've already seen for a while now. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to mention this because no one saw it, but Cats is is coming out oh, this weekend oh, and oh. the reviews are hilarious. They're so bad. We did not see it. We didn't see it. Jordan actually saw it. I should have asked her nope. what she, more what she thought. Um, I think she actually liked it, but um, 
It's exactly what we said, that it looks terrible, and the reviews have said that in some really interesting ways. Like, I don't feel like anybody's flat out said, this is just a bad movie. Um, they're saying things like, oh, God, my eyes, and <laughs> it just all feels so wrong. Yeah, and Woof. It just went up. It went up to 19%. Whoa, 19 Somebody so, reviewed it and said, I have a headache because yeah. I can't. Because it was the most confusing, weird thing that my eyes have ever seen. I am now... <laughs> I never wanted to see this, and now I actually do, because the reviews are so bad. It's like I, it's like I have to see this for myself now. Did you, did you see the Detroit News, their review? No. Woof. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. The, I saw the, a woof. The funny thing about it is it, it doesn't... The reviews aren't making it sound like a bad movie. They're making it sound like it's just the craziest thing that anybody's ever yeah. seen, which makes piques my curiosity. Exactly. I want to see the craziest thing that anybody's ever right. seen in well, film. that Detroit News guy gave it a D minus. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's not getting good marks, but I, I'm really enjoying hearing what people are saying about it just because it sounds so bananas. Yeah, it's been more entertaining than the movie probably will be. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, can we take Tom Hopper's, um, or Hooper, is it Hooper or Hopper? Hooper. Tom Hooper's Oscar away for yeah. something yeah. he's done <laughs> since. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. That was the only thing I was kind of trying to hold on to when I saw the trailer was like, okay, well, he's won an Academy Award, so maybe it's going to be fine. Sometimes people, when people win an Oscar, they do bad stuff. It was just, uh, uh, I know. It's, I've said it from the beginning. Not, I bet the music's like, going to be okay. Like, I think the song that they released from Taylor Swift was fine. It's not going to, oh, it's not on the short list to be nominated for an Oscar, so her awards trajectory stops with the golden globes Good. sorry taylor swift bummer so we're she'll not win all get, the grammys whatever uh, we're not gonna get that cool oscar like trifecta for uh, beyonce and, and elton john, elton john. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well at least we won't have like cats dancing around on the stage at the cat we might that would have been they may they should they just may release like a bunch of like live cats yeah <laughs> who the heck knows um, I'm really sad because like I saw Bombshell and Little Women, but neither of you did. So I this is going to be a short review. That's okay. I don't yeah. have anybody to talk to about it. <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, can I ask you about Little Women? Because uh, <laughs> yes, you may. Okay. Well, uh, my concern, only concern, and Gretchen's concern for that matter, is that it's rated PG, and like I feel like that's really dumb that it's rated PG. Why, I don't like. PG why would it movies. be rated R? Well, it could be rated PG thirteen. What is what? I don't know the last PG movie that I saw that was actually like good. Um, well, like an Oscar. It wouldn't be PG thirteen because there's nothing like scandalous about Little Women that would make what it. What is it? PG-13. Just like a little like oh, we're all dancing around and we're all like I don't, I don't understand know. the story. I don't know the story. Oh. Okay. Well, okay. I just think I just get. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't like the fact that it's rated PG. That's what does weird. That have to do with anything? Why? Because I don't like PG movies. You want them to throw some more curse words around? Yes. Okay. That is real life. Um, People. Oh, but well, they didn't curse back then. I guess. I don't is that know. The, was the, I don't think the original no. was rated any more than PG. I don't think it was either. The 90- So there's this like one step from the Secret Garden. Yeah, you know, like. I mean, it's actually a story about people. What um, are your What are your Hallmark nothing... movies rated? Controversial. I don't know. They're probably PG thirteen. I'm sure they have like an f bomb in there somewhere. You know, mo- these Christmas movies are PG. I mean, Santa Claus. Yeah. PG. Yeah, but that's the like original Disney. Star Wars. So the original Star Wars is rated PG. Yeah, that was a long time ago, though. Just saying. Jaws is rated PG, but that's different. Oh sure. <laughs> I I just don't know what. I mean, yeah, uh, Little ninety four was also PG. There's it's the not, same concern that people nothing, have about Black Christmas being PG thirteen. Well, there's it's n- the same there's thing nothing I, scandalous or there's no way to make little. I mean, you could make Little Women PG thirteen, but there's no reason to because it's not. I mean, they don't need to like add sex scenes or right. have them cussing or. Anything. I always associate P, or associate PG movies with like. Uh, family and kid movies not so much like oscar um, nominees no do we need to look I, up now like oscar I, let's nominees do a podcast the next one is going to be how many oscar movies are pg <laughs> it's it's a good film and you should see the 94 version too because that one is toy story 3 was amazing. nominated for best picture um that's different <laughs> it's not it i mean a child could watch it but it's totally appropriate for adults so yeah i don't think that it's targeted for children i don't think i could should like i don't think my four-year-old is going to enjoy right. she wouldn't movie. understand it yeah 
I mean, she might <laughs> she might like seeing like... all the pretty women on TV, right. but like she wouldn't get what the plot is. Yeah, if I tell her that Hermione's in it, she'll be like, yeah. "Oh, Hermione," yeah. and that's yeah. it. That's where it'll stop. Right. I guess I just have a weird sense of. I don't movie know. Going. I guess. I think you're. I'm so sorry that this movie's not about a bunch of women who are like making out with each other <laughs> or what whatever. Like, what for. are you looking for? I'm just movie? saying, I don't like that it's rated PG. It's, you you don't just like, don't. You need. I don't know the story. You're coming though, from a place so. of ignorance again. <laughs> okay. Wow. That, that's not saying somebody is ignorant is not an no, no, insult. No, it's just, it's just saying you just don't know. Like yeah. you don't have knowledge of it. Is there a nicer Let's, way to say that? No. Chris, you don't I'm, have any any bearing for the these like strong opinions. So <laughs> I, don't, I really don't have an opinion anymore. No, you just don't know what the story is. So I don't to say that it should be rated higher is silly because it's it's a perfectly fine film the way it is. It doesn't and it's not geared for kids or anything like that. It's just a it's a, just like a story about a family. Um, I'm trying to like think Boring. of what can I compare it to. Justin's looking at PG movies. I don't know. Movies. I was looking at Mary Poppins. Yeah, like Christopher not, Robin. No. Uh, Disney Those movies. So, Disney movies. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. Um, I don't know. October. <laughs> Sorry, I even started this. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to that I. I, I just love with. how I'm. I think it's just a lot of old school movies. Like I'm sure White yeah. Christmas is you know a P is PG. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. Um, I really liked it. I, I obviously love very, very much the 1994 version with Winona Ryder and Christian Bale and Kirsten Dunst and Susan Sarandon. So I, I had a hard time not comparing them because essentially it's 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 they're not coming up with their own version. It's very much off the book. So the scenes are all the same. A lot of the dialogue is the same. Um and there's not really the the way she did it differently was the way she cut it. So she did it in a nonlinear way. She has um, kind of you start at the end of the end of the book and then make your way. She kind of like it's cool how she like weaves the story with her editing. And um, I thought the performances were great. Sarah Sharonin's fine. I really liked um, I liked adult Florence Pugh. I didn't like how they had her playing the young Amy because young Amy's like. Kirsten Dunst played her as a child and then they had Samantha Mathis play her Um, in the 94 version so they had two different actresses which I thought was appropriate but in this one they just kind of have Florence Pugh like they have her in bangs as a child and then she's playing <laughs> oh that's weird she, then she just plays the older amy like with she's a got a husky voice so. yeah, yeah she has this like real deep voice so you're watching this grown woman with this husky voice like trying to play a child and i don't that's i just weird. don't feel like it worked i actually really didn't like florence Pugh in this so that's funny she's, she's yeah been and the she's the one that everyone's saying is so amazing and like she was fine sarah sharon was way better but speaking of Little Women, like Winona Ryder's version of all of this was ten times better than what even Sarah Sharonin did. Um, and Timothy Chalamet was cute; he was mm-hmm. fine. Again, I still just feel like he's can, can always play a little kid. So <laughs> until he's like yeah. thirty, yeah, right. he's Probably. just so not a man. He's not very manly. And and that's a weird thing to say because like the character of Laurie doesn't have to be manly, but. It's it's kind of just like watching teenage love stories where I want like this romance to be kind of more adult. Mm-hmm. I think oh, that's so you want that's to be interesting. PG-13 yeah, also. thank you. Yeah. You wanted it more adult. Well, I wanted the, like the '94 version is the rating doesn't have anything. To, I'm just saying like they're playing. It's like they're playing. Can you teenage even freaking sweethearts. kiss in a PG movie? Huh? Can you even kiss in a PG yeah. movie? Sure you can. The Sound of Music was rated G. And that has some pretty adult like yeah, things going Nazis. On. The sound of music ago. has Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying adult e. like I wanted the it's themes. PG. I'm saying their it relationship. Was it was like watching little high schooler sweetheart, like a rom like a two little high school kids falling in love where they're adults, you know, they mm-hmm. should be it's an adult love story. But yeah. It's like watching little kids like put on their Parents' clothes. And <laughs> you're selling this to me like it's a dance, like a musical. Their parents' clothes and clumping around in mom and dad's shoes when they're adults. So I don't know. I liked it though. It's it's a good movie. You should That's see it. Did you like it as much as I know you had high high expectations though? No. Going into it. I like. Well, no, I liked it a lot. It's a great movie. Mm. I've just liked the '94 version a million mm. times better. The performances in the '94 one are so powerful. 
Um, the pacing in Little Women, this new one in Greta Gerwig's version, it was a little off. It's very fast. They're kind of talking over each other a lot. And what I liked about the new one and the old one is kind of how it sits in the, the silences and kind of the slower, like longer scenes. Mm-hmm. They're just really powerful and really well acted. And I think that's what makes those movies good. So when the new version got to those like slower scenes, it really picked up and it just really felt a uh, hundred times better than, you know, the faster paced parts of it. So if that nice. makes any sense. Yeah. I'm excited to see it still. Yeah. I really like, I really, I'm saying I really, really did like yeah. it, but it's really hard. I said this to you before they've already made the most perfect little women movie. So coming sure. out with anything else is just kind of extra, but like sure. you've made the perfect movie. Uh-huh. We're good. Like yeah, we don't need to do this. You're again. not going to be able yeah. to go get any better than that. Sure. Which they didn't. It's not better than that, but it's still good. It's a bonus. Yeah. It's a bonus little women with new actresses, which a whole new generation of people besides Chris will <laughs> be able to enjoy. Um, and then I saw Bombshell. So this is the big Fox News um, uh, exploring the whole Gretchen Carlson and Megan Kelly versus Roger Ailes movie with Charlize Ther- Theron. I learned how to pronounce Theron. her name today. Charlize <laughs> Theron. And Margot Robbie she and Nicole Kidman. Like Megan Kelly. She sounds like her crazy. too. So I like the movie for the most part. I had some problems with it. I feel like it kind of feels a little disjointed to me. Where I f- the first forty minutes of the movie, it's very focused on you know Trump, 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 all the crazy things Trump said to Megan Kelly and kind of her relationship with him. And then we go kind of a little bit deeper into the sexual harassment stuff. So I feel like it was almost two things. And I really wish the whole movie had just focused on the sexual harassment part of it, because that to me was the powerful stuff and the interesting stuff. Um, And I mean, they do have like Trump clips and stuff and everyone in the audience is like, whoa. But yeah, he said some things that were kind of shocking (laughs) and like, holy crap. But Mm -hmm. people forgot all that stuff because it's been three years since any of this stuff happened. Um, so I think, I think that stuff was kind of shocking for people to remember, oh my gosh, yeah, I totally forgot that this was, this even happened. Like when Mm -hmm. he said Megyn Kelly was bleeding out of everywhere Mm -hmm. and that, that whole part and, uh, and the Roger Ailes stuff just kind of gets lost in all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wonder if that was part of just the fact that they kind of made, uh, Megyn Kelly the hero of the story. She was kind of the main part, but I will say, I think Margot Robbie, who plays kind of a mixture of all the Fox News, you know, workers behind mm-hmm. the producers or whoever, the women behind the scenes that were also getting sexually abused. She's like a composite all of of all of them. Her, she had two really amazing scenes. Um, one where she was actually like in her first encounter with Roger Ailes and like how he kind of like sexually harassed her. And then the fallout of that was another really, really great scene so even though yeah megan kelly kind of was the focus mm-hmm. of all of this i i feel like margot robbie 100 percent should have been more of that story because sure. to me she's what i remember about the movie sure charlie's was amazing as megan kelly i almost to the point where it's a little distracting because she was using her megan kelly kind of on air voice mm-hmm. for the entire time because she was doing a impression mm-hmm. um so even when like Me- megan kelly's talking to her kids she had that megan kelly mm-hmm. kind of strong Register. voice yeah and i was like i doubt she talks like that at <laughs> home so it was almost a little distracting sure. like oh you're just doing your impression but you're doing it in different parts of yeah mm-hmm. the movie instead of just being her um but yeah the makeup is outstanding and the way she captured that whole uh-huh. persona was pretty great so good performances um it's an interesting movie i like how they kind of tried to do it in the style of the big short because it's the same screenplay um mm-hmm. uh, same guy who wrote the screenplay for a big short um but it, it, it just didn't quite make it all the way there sure so it kind of falls short of that of big short huh yeah. that's funny but, <laughs> but yeah those it's those another one I'll, I'll check out just because the performances are mm-hmm. probably what's going to get some. Yeah, I think everybody should check it out. Story too. And there's some really good stuff in there. I just I feel like it could have been so much better if they had just tweaked a couple things about it. Like go full big short if you're going right. to try to do that style. It was maybe one or two scenes where they kind of like did that same like explanation of the, like the Fox News building. Mm-hmm. Like here on the second floor is where this and this mm-hmm. and this happens, and she she's doing this whole scene. Which that's that. becoming like almost a whole genre in itself. Yeah. It's getting yeah. a lot now. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like all those films. I liked how they did 
Vice I liked Big mm-hmm. Short. Um, was the That's how one. the laundromat, the laundromat yeah. was a lot like that. It's a cool style, but I just feel like you you need to do it well to do it. Sure. And is it Lithgow that's playing? John Roger? Lithgow, yeah. yep. Okay. He's, he's good. There, it, there's so many different, you know, they have Rudy Giuliani in there, mm-hmm. who's played by Richard Kind. They have oh, that's amazing. Tucker yeah. Carlson. They have uh, John R- or, uh, Bill Bill O'Reilly. They have who's the other Sean Hannity. You know, there's all these little tiny not cameos by the real people, mm-hmm. but cameos by uh-huh. these people playing mm-hmm. the real people. And there's just too many. It's it's almost kind of distracting. Because I know they did uh, Russell Crowe played him for that Showtime yeah. series, which yeah. didn't, didn't go over voice. very well. Yeah, very mixed critics. reviews. Even yeah. though it was nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes, but yeah. it's a it's a really. I, I mean, I think it's a fascinating story, and a lot of these people are actually on um, under non disclosure agreements, mm-hmm. so we don't truly know everything that happened. Um, I think the producers of this film kind of like tried to get around that a little bit by doing secret interviews with some of these people who actually did accuse him of sexual harassment but the big ones Megan Kelly can't talk about it Gretchen Carlson still can't talk about it um so it's it's hard to do a movie when you're only getting a little piece of the puzzle of mm-hmm. what actually did happen and the rest is kind of just guessing and there's obviously an agenda it's very anti-Trump sure, sure. so yeah. Plus, Megan Kelly's a problematic person, and to have her as the yes. hero of your story is kind of tricky. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like they totally shied away from that. They did have a snippet of, you know, when she said something about the Black Santa or whatever mm-hmm. the heck that mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Some of the crazier things that she said that really got yeah. her into trouble, that was in the movie. Um, so, I mean, I don't totally think she was like a, a heroine of this film. Mm. You see a lot of her struggle of, you know, do I come out and say that Roger sexually harassed me? Right. Like, do I join in this fight? Because obviously she's kind of the one that changed the, the whole tide uh-huh. when everyone before Megan Kelly even came out was saying all these women are lying. But, oh, Megan Kelly says it. Then, sure. Oh, it must be true. So hmm. good to know. And this one's in yeah. theaters this weekend in Kansas City. I believe so. Cool. Nice. Oh, and Little Women's next week. I guess we should have said that. Yeah. But still. Little Women's next week. But yeah. If you're looking for a good Christmas movie, it's very Christmassy. Yeah. Takes place around Christmas time for part of it. So Is this a good seg- is this a good segue to the, the our third movie? The, pr- yes. the perfect Christmas movie. Rise of Skywalker. Oh <laughs> I thought it was Uncut Gems, sorry. Or Uncut Gems. <laughs> well, like, we could probably talk about Uncut Gems first because Rise of Skywalker is kind of the finale of the finale. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that last. Yeah, Uncut Gems. We saw now here here we all saw this. Even yeah. even Chris Even saw I Uncut made an appearance, Gems. a special appearance at the movie. And he theater. loved it. I loved it. It's your favorite movie of the year. I know I say that a lot. <laughs> every time you but see every a movie. Every time I see a new movie. Yeah, it's my favorite. I've I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it still holds up. I think I think I still like Good Time more because the Safety Brothers directed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Safety Brothers directed that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I love Adam Stanley's performance. I love the pacing of the film. I think the story is really interesting. Um, it's just fun to see a movie that keeps you on your toes the whole time. And you yeah. kind of don't like. It's a sense of dread the whole right. time. I was gonna say it's right. very effective in that. Like I'm very nervous the whole movie, mm-hmm. and and it's like, uh, and I and I it's a character that you don't like but you kind of root for him yeah. but then you kind of don't so it's just an interesting, it's an, it is an interesting well you know. you're like rooted you want him to get out from all he keeps making yeah. it's more like he keeps making these stupid mistakes and you're like you just want to smack him until one him. bad right. decision after another yeah mm-hmm. but i think i agree adam sandler's pretty incredible i just it. i'm gonna be upset because i mean the golden globes I, I mean i think adam sandler is one of those that okay, he didn't get a Golden Globe nomination, but I still really feel like because I feel like Oscars are more indie than Golden Globes, mm. and so I could see him still getting an Oscar nomination even though he didn't, he didn't get one. For I Golden hope Globe. so, and I think that he does. I mean, he's got a one. he's got a chance, but we've talked about this before. Best actors a very crowded category right. this year, so I mean, but he's got a chance. He may yeah. be like number six on the. Yeah, he's know. not going to win. I don't think he'd win this year, but I would love to no. see him get a nomination. This is coming from a guy who was starting to really hate Adam Sandler. <laughs> I liked Adam Sandler's performance in this better than I like Leo's performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think mm-hmm. they were both great, but if I had to pick one or the other, I would much rather see Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Get sure, because someone like Leo, and I feel this way about Meryl Streep sometimes when she gets nominated 
for the 77th time that she is, is like, okay, at this point, is she really doing something that's really impressing us and surprising us? So like, or is Leo's, she just good? Or is she just good? Like, yeah. Leo's performance is like, I'm not surprised that he's doing this, whereas Sandler, I was mm-hmm. really impressed and surprised. Yeah. And Daniel Day Lewis yeah. was too. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> reached out to him to, yeah. called him yeah. <laughs> to tell him what a would, great job he did. Would love to have overheard that. I think the Safdie brothers are just geniuses in terms of acting ability with people. Well, hold on. They've only done two movies. I know, they but did, what they, they've done like they've done three, oh, but they, their first one's not a very well known. I think I think what we've seen so far is very promising and mm-hmm. I I really liked Good Time a lot. And I really liked Uncut Gems too. Yeah. So they I have think, their own style. I think that the the style's awesome that they do. I just, I'm obsessed with the style mm-hmm. of movies that they can do. I think, and it's cool that a 24, um, I think probably allows them to do more of whatever they want to do. Um, they bring in real people to play a lot of parts too, right. which helps kind of sell it. The authenticity of, of mm-hmm. what's going on. And I like, I really do think that they are, I mean, they're, I think they're good directors in terms of being able to get the ability from the actor onto the screen because, I wasn't a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I still liked him, but not loved him. And then I saw Good Time, and I was like, holy crap, this guy can act. I don't and think then... like he got the opportunity to, like, he was fine in all the Twilight stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, that was really his first chance to show off his acting chops. Mm-hmm. And, and he probably always was a good actor. He just and, We just hadn't seen him in anything. And now he's, he's and, a seaman and a Batman. But we've <laughs> seen Adam Sandler do a dramatic role well. Yeah. We saw him do punch, in Punch And that is what I never saw. Really uh, good. I never saw Punch Drunk Yeah, he's, he's really great in that. So too. I think Ma- it's Meyer like... Meyer stories, he's great in that. I think it's... Yeah, and Meyer Witt's story. I think it's one of those things where... Yeah, I've always kind of known Adam Sandler has that ability in him. He just chooses goofy mm-hmm. comedy movies that are terrible. So. <laughs> and Kevin Garnett. I don't know yeah. why. The second time I saw it, I was like, yeah, man, he was really good yeah. for not being an actor unless mm-hmm. unless he was in other things. And But if this was his first like movie role or TV role or whatever. I mean, he did a great job. Yeah. Playing, playing himself. Playing himself. <laughs> but it was cool. He didn't yeah. do a bad job. Oh, I liked it. I, I the, really liked Uncut Gems. I want to see it again. But yeah, it's a honestly, crazy movie. I think the worst performance in that movie, as sad as it is to say... I wasn't a huge fan of Adina Menzel's performance the second time they around. They didn't give her a lot and to I, do. And I think that's the problem is the like, it was basically like re- resting bitch face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. She's and this then, kind like, of angry wife, nah. but we don't really know what happened between them. No. I mean, it's just, well, he was cheating time, on her. But yeah. we don't know. And she's Spoilers, frowning. I guess. Sorry. Yeah. We know that. I know, but we don't know what started. Like, I mean, we don't sure. know. She obviously hates him. Yeah. But. She clearly knows, like, mm-hmm. is it, does she, she's just suspect that he's cheating? Does she know that he's cheating? There's not really a lot of context there. Mm. Right. That's what I kind of wish we had more of. But then you get into the problem about runtime because this is two hours and 17 minutes. It's, it was, yeah. And there's a few things they could have cut out of there. I think I, that was because I didn't, don't think I liked it quite as much as you guys did, but I, I, I still really enjoyed it. But I, there were, very small thing this is obviously not why i didn't love it but there's a few scenes that are you're like why are why are we following mm-hmm. this parking par- mm-hmm. person walking down the sidewalk but but yeah yeah there's a couple things that are i feel like are pretty undeveloped it, in it but overall though highly recommend go see it mm-hmm. and now on to rise of skywalker sorry chris we don't and we, we don't have to spoil anything we're not but going into spoiler i territory. hear that yoda has a baby <laughs> and this one is that <laughs> <laughs> Um, Justin and I totally don't get why the critics are going crazy no. with hate, um, but we did like it and had some big, ha- bigger complaints about it. We, but we have some issues. For but, the most part, I liked it. Yeah, you know, I just, when I go see something like a Star Wars movie, and, I, and it's similar to when I go see a superhero movie, is that I just want, I just want to have yeah, fun. Yeah, you just want to have a good time. And I had a good time, and that's ultimately all So I was getting, in, not an argument, but, you know, back and forth with one of my high school friends who's always been a huge Star Wars did, fan. Did you call him ignorant, too? <laughs> no, because he's not ignorant. He <laughs> has a very good understanding of what's happening. <laughs> um yeah, ignorant isn't a bad word. It just means you just don't ha- you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad word, jeez. It just means you didn't know the you don't know what I'm the story is about. Sit here in silence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not an insult. Um, so 
Yeah, kind of. I guess the main point that I made with him was I've I've never gone into a Star Wars because he he hated the Last Jedi. Mm. He thinks it's he thinks he hasn't even seen Rise of Skywalker, but already he's on the oh it's going to be so ridiculous. I can't yeah. believe that they're ruining this movie. Like I'm not a Star Wars fan. Blah blah. All that same kind of like you know toxic fan. Wine, wine, wine. Right. Yeah. So I think the the best point that I made was I have never gone into a Star Wars movie. Um, wanting something to happen. Mm. And I think that's why I can go in and enjoy them is because when I get into that theater, I don't sit there and think I need this. I don't need any, Mm -hmm. I don't need anything from a star Wars movie. I don't need this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. I don't have any of those like major expectations where if they don't, then I'm just going to be pissed and not going to be a fan anymore. Yeah. Because I think the good thing about all of the star Wars films is there's always something surprising. You never totally know what's going to happen. Um, you may think one thing and then something else happens. So yeah. there's no point in going in needing something to happen for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if Ray's not this person, then I, right. I'm done. Well, and that's ultimately what the issue is, especially with Last Jedi, is that a lot of people had ideas. Some of the super fans had ideas in their head of where they wanted it to to go where they thought it was going to go or what they thought they knew about what a Jedi can do mm-hmm. so on and the last Jedi subverted expectations mm-hmm. which is what I loved about it that's me too so those super fans didn't like it like they didn't like that Leia could use the force mm-hmm. to bring herself back into the ship well guess what she's a freaking Skywalker they what have do you to, expect so because yeah. of that they have to explain it in Rise of Skywalker which is my biggest beefs in Skywalker is that like there's a lot of like fan service that feels where that's like almost you know, makes the story suffer mm-hmm. in a sense. It's like we're doing f- sometimes, I mean, like Avengers Endgame had a ton of fan service too. Captain America having the shield and then the all woman group and stuff. But I never felt like m- maybe, maybe the all women team up felt forced, but like a lot of the fan ser- servicey things in Avengers Endgame the story didn't suffer for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rise of Skywalker, I think sometimes the story suffers. Well, for they put things in there that weren't necessarily part of the main plot just to, you know, satisfy yeah, some mm-hmm. people. I think I they, feel like. yeah, I think they were trying to make people happy and then in doing so, they've just annoyed more people. Mm-hmm. But th- And then also people who really hated Last Jedi, they weren't going to like this anyways, I don't think. Yeah. You know, like if you're already going into a movie with that mi- kind of mindset, it's different than being like, I don't think this is going to be very good, and then being surprised. These people are just going in there wanting to not like Well, it. I've already mm-hmm. heard people saying, oh, did they fix this and this in Last Jedi? I'm like, well, yeah. if you have to say that word, if you mm-hmm. just say, did they fix this, then yeah, yeah. don't don't go see the movie. Yeah. There's nothing I'm, to fix. Last Jedi was fine. I am mean, I on the outside thinking that like I was not a fan of Force Awakens, so I don't understand why... Like, I feel like The Last Jedi is a much better film than The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens just was, like, cheesy to me in a lot of parts. And it, it also like rehashed a, a lot of story beats. From right. The so then what? Like, then that's I was kind of automatically it, concerned. Like, I mean, I guess well, no, JJ- that's, that's what the the ultimate, what I think it is, is that people saw Force Awakens and overall loved it. But everybody was like, well, it's just watching A New Hope again. But then The Last Jedi came out and everybody's like, well, Ryan Johnson's ruined everything. And then people forgot about the issues with Force mm-hmm. Awakens. And now I think that's what happened with this one is that, like... Because now everybody's wanting to, like, say J.J. Abrams is over or whatever was Mm -hmm. trending on Twitter. It's like, you're never going to make these people happy, essentially. Mm -hmm. But I think the movie's very fun. I felt satisfied at the end. I did, too. I'm okay with things that they they did. Nothing made me angry enough to hate it. I just thought, okay, the plot's a little bit all over the place. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that like the frustrating thing to me about this is the three movies just don't feel very cohesive. Mm. Yeah. Um, And I honestly just feel like it's because they didn't come out with a a plan for all of them. Mm -hmm. They just let each individual person, screenwriters and directors do what they want. And Uh there was no real communication between them. So you can tell, you can totally tell when you're watching this one. I definitely, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think last Jedi, took a lot of risks and this one didn't take mm-hmm. any risks and then it makes that feel disconnected but also again because they were trying so hard to fix things that yeah. it's gonna feel disjointed i absolutely agree. And but I, I feel like they spent a lot of time on some slow scenes that didn't really matter and barely any time on some big major yeah. reveals that just kind of got skipped over so maybe cut out the parts that don't matter so much with some of the new characters and really get into the nitty-gritty of why this is happening yeah um yeah i mean uh i i still yeah i i really liked it still i 
I I really liked Kylo Ren's arc in this. I enjoyed. I mean, I, I Ray's arc is similar to Luke's arc in the original trilogy, so I don't know. I I I still enjoyed it, and I think people just need to calm the f down. I again, just stop expecting something also, from your Star Wars movies, and don't come out of it saying, "Well, I'm not a Star Wars fan anymore," yeah. because you know what? Mm-hmm. You've got the original trilogy. The original trilogy still exists. Just watch those and don't watch the new yeah. ones. It's like I don't always rewatch the prequels either for the same reason. You can you can don't you you can ignore these. I'm just a Star Wars fan in general, you know. I think the basis of this is I just want to be told a story and that's what yeah. it does. It it tells a story of a family and the people in this family's life and all of the crazy things that happen in space. I mean, yeah. that's pretty cool. That is an awesome story. Yeah. And whether or not something specific happens, you can't get caught too caught up in those details. You just got to enjoy those things. And I think for the most part, it's a really cool saga and, I enjoy watching stuff like yes. that. So. And, you know, these toxic nerds giving the rest of us nerds a bad name. <laughs> it's not a nerd thing anymore. You can't even say that now. Yeah, just toxic fandom. S- Star yeah. Wars is for everything. That's another thing. That's, so my friend, was he's like, I just don't know who these movies are for. And I said, they're for, I've always thought Star Wars is for everyone. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't know what audience that they made this for. Clearly not the ones who, you know, are nostalgic or clearly not the one like how Phantom Menace for, was for kids. And I was like, I feel like every Star Wars movie has just been for anybody and everybody. Yeah. I don't think one is more geared towards kids. I don't think one is more geared towards the fans who've been watching since 81. I feel like it's just for everybody. Yeah. It's for kids. It's for people who grew up watching them. It's for people who are just now getting introduced to them. It's it's literally for everybody. So yes, then that's hard to do. It's hard to please all of those people. So <laughs> I liked it. I'm a fan. Um, I can't wait to see it again. And yep. I don't think it's a perfect film. And I think it has some problems. Sure. And it probably gets maybe like a B from me. Maybe a B yeah, minus. Yeah, yeah maybe B, B minus. Yeah, but it's, fine. it's a Star Wars film. Yeah, it's fun. We're lucky to have them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. The critics have come out with their best films and performances. They polled over 300 critics from around the world. I want to just go over this real quick before we go into our top favorites of the whole decade. Um, But just for the year. So all the critics have been polled and they've come out with their list of the best this year. And not surprising to me, Parasite has is number one Mm -hmm. in that category. Just best film overall. Um, Best director, best screenplay. So if that's any indication, Parasite may get some love for the Oscars, which I think would yeah. be awesome. Um, so rounding out the top 10 of, for the critics, the best films of this year, Parasite, The Irishman, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Pain and Glory, Uncut Gems, The Souvenir, Joker, and Little Woman. Mm. And uh, Irishman got Best Supporting Actor. For Joe Pesci, Lupita Nyong'o got Best Actress, but critics say she's the Best Actress of the Year for us. Um, Best Actor went to Marriage Stories, Adam Driver, and also Supporting Actress for Laura Dern. And that, yeah, that's it. So according to the critics, those are the best movies that you guys should be watching. Yeah. Go see Parasite if it's around still. Mm Mm-hmm. I uh, think that the Academy is still very weird and doesn't always go with what's right, Mm -hmm. but, you know... Green Book. <laughs> well, or even like, you know, we thought Roma was going to be a big mm-hmm. deal. And I mean, of course, it's still one stuff, but people people don't like foreign films. And I haven't seen two of these, three of these, because I don't know what The Souvenir is. But The Souvenir came, that came out earlier in the year. It was with the one with Tilda Swinton's daughter. Yeah, um, I don't even a, know what that is. It's apparently pretty great, but it's on Prime and you can watch it. Um, But yeah, I think that's a pretty good top 10. Yeah, it's solid. Honestly. I wouldn't put Joker in there, but you know. Yeah. Joaquin's performance was so good, though. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to a very hard decision for all of us to make. Yes. Um, because we had to do our top 10 of the decade. <laughs> we had to. We yes. had to. The decade is forced. ending. Um, it's a requirement if you have any kind of movie podcast or knowledge. <laughs> it's what it seems like. Yeah. To do a top 10. So of the decade, did you, rank, the decade. did you rank these? No. Okay. Oh, I, I kind of did, but I mean, it's pretty loose. Yeah. <laughs> I think 
No, I didn't. I guess before we do our actual tens, does anybody have just like some honorable mentions that was hard not to include in your top ten that you want to throw out? I did. I mean, I made a twenty. I made oh, I made like a twenty-five. It was like easy to make a twenty-five for me. My honorable mentions. So I for will say for a while this was in my top ten, and then I got to thinking of like I think I only saw it the one time in theaters, so I'm not going to put it in my list of favorites. Because although I did, I loved it, and I know I still will love it. I'm not sure. I mean, I only saw it once. All the rest of these I've seen several times. So, good time made my honorable mention. Because mm. um, I saw it the one time. Yeah. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. I love that movie. Didn't make my top ten, and I had to put and I had to put a superhero film in there, <laughs> and I couldn't pick one. So then I just went with Guardians of the Galaxy because that was probably the most fun one for me sure. to watch. Mm-hmm. But I do love the last two Avengers, and I wish I could just make that one film. Oh right, because right. I couldn't like a pick, kill bill. I couldn't kick, pick between Infinity War yeah. and Endgame, so I just I didn't did choose between them. them but, but, but but I understand. But those are films that I feel like I can watch over and over and over and over yeah. and over again, and they just bring joy to my life. Sure. So I wanted to include something on my top ten that didn't make my top ten and made an honorable mention. But I feel like just in general, I get a lot of joy out of watching Marvel movies. <laughs> sure. So there you go. That was sort of why I. Because I had a lot in my top ten, and then I ended up redoing it because I was like, "Wait a second! Like these aren't movies that I'm going to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like they might have been impactful for me. Like First Reformed is an honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. It was very impactful, and I thought about it a lot. But like, is it going to be one I rewatch a lot? No. So I wanted to include yeah that those barbed kind of, wire scene. Yeah. is just too painful. I also <laughs> put Moonrise Kingdom in my honorable mentions simply because I looked at my list. I'm like, I don't have a Wes Anderson film, <laughs> and he's my he's mm-hmm. my favorite director, yeah. and I really wanted to put Isle of Dogs, but I just uh, sure. I mean, I so honorable mention. That's how I felt about Tarantino. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is an honorable mention, and uh, Django Unchained. I also had things like so. I had Knives. I almost included Knives out of my top ten, but I was like, you know, I've only seen it the once. Maybe I need to watch it again, and I left it out. But I wanted to give a shout out to John Wick because yeah, it's so Reeves. fun. It's such a fun movie. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I liked a lot. Uh, Sicario, which we've I talked a lot about. I almost put Sicario in my top ten. Yeah, too. We, we've talked a lot about how Denis is like the director oh, yeah. of the decade mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, but yeah, Inside Lewin Davis, um, Logan, Ten Cloverfield Lane, ones I just almost had in there or mm-hmm. did have in there and eventually it's fell tough. out. But it's really tough. Very tough. Moonlight. It's like oh, yeah. arguably Moonlight's one of the great. best films of the decade as far as like just a movie and well, but I but I this is the argument between what is the best films of the decade oh, and sure. which ones are our favorites. Right. Like I think I would have put Moonlight easily and it was the most one of the most well made, well acted, yeah. most beautiful movies I've ever seen, but it's not a personal favorite of sure, mine. Sure, sure. Chris, any honorable mentions? Honorable to throw mentions out? shame. Mm, surprised that wasn't in your top ten. It, this is it's tough. <laughs> I'm, and I feel like a lot of my list is more recent. Like uh-huh. half my list is like within the last like couple. It of makes years. sense. So, it's something probably fresh in your mind. Yeah, sense. Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Are you shocked? Oh. Make my list of. Now I'm 10. just curious about what you're talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. These are all ones that I would think zero would dark be. thirty. Yeah. This this one I did not want to. This one I had trouble. I dropped it out. But Blackfish, just because I felt like that really got me back mm-hmm. into documentaries. But that's an honorable mention. It follows. That was good. Great. Sicario, Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. Black Klansman, mm-hmm. Midsommar, or Midsummer, <laughs> say it, and Uncut Gems. Good. Nice. Wow. I feel like Zero Dark Thirty like made me want to be a CIA agent. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love oh, that movie. God, I love it so much. Okay. Well, that's Who wants to start their good. 10? I'll start. My top 10. It's very hard. Drive, Take Shelter, Ex Machina, What We Do in the Shadows, La La Land, Arrival, Jojo Rabbit, Interstellar, Inside Lewin Davis, and Three Billboards Outside Ebony, oh, Missouri. Oh, nice. And that's not in any particular order? Kind of. Like, do you have a favorite of the decade? Would it be Three Billboards then? And Drive. Drive, really? Yeah. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. And I just rewatched it recently, and I still <laughs> yeah. love I I, I, everything I about that stupid movie. It's so great. <laughs> I it and I completely ago. forgot that Brian Cranston was in it, yeah. so it made it so much better because I love Brian Cranston. I always kind of forget for whatever reason that Albert Brooks is in it, and then I'm, and yeah. Brooks. I'm yeah. so I'm always like, oh, I love Albert Nemo's Brooks. Nemo's dad. I just, yeah. and, and Oscar Isaac is in it. Yeah. Love, yeah. So even more so than it when it came out, was uh, it 2011? I feel like that's when I it came so, out. 12. Mm-hmm. It's just so much better because Oscar Isaac's taken off and is this huge star. 
star now. Brian Cranston had all of Breaking Bad, and yeah. it just elevated it even more for me. Mm-hmm. So I love Drive. It's really not in a particular order. That's, but I would say I like Drive more than I like What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, but La- I do love what we La La, La La Land would probably be higher. I probably like La La Land number two and Arrival number three. Well, it's good. My list is a lot different. Only a couple of yours made it into mine. Okay. Um, so I, I sort of had these in order, but the more I think about it, the more that's not, couldn't be accurate. But I, I put Lady Bird in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Bird, Inception, uh, Baby Driver, Get Out, Drive, Infinity War, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, Cabin in the Woods, The Nice Guys, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Good list. Nice. Yeah. I... Gave myself a lot of rules. Like, I didn't want to have multiples mm-hmm. of a certain director because I could have had... I however, try to follow that same yeah, rule, too. Yeah, I could have oh, had I ha- didn't. however many of Denis Villeneuve's movies in mm-hmm. there. And, I just went uh, with, what movies do I love? Yeah, I, yeah that's true. But I, I also could have easily have had just 10 superhero movies in here because right. this decade had all the Marvel movies and it had Logan and X-Men Days of Future This Past. was actually a lot, like, kind of easier for me, too, because a lot of those on your list, like, I mean, I like all of those movies. Sure. I like them a lot. But some of those, you know, I was going through mine. I was like, I don't, you know what? I like Baby Driver. I don't love sure. Baby Driver. I, I love Baby Driver. I like it so much. It's a great film. But like, these are just movies that I just, I adore so much. I think they're just so great. So, sure. So, what would be like your, like, three that are your favorites? Uh, or, or number one? Bro, oh boy. I don't know. Infinity War, Into the Spider Verse, The Nice Guys. Probably mm-hmm. would be. You love the nice guys. Mm-hmm. I, I love the nice really guys. I, I know you guys never don't don't. When feel was it as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Two thousand five. Oh, okay. yeah. I looked it up because there was a few like I thought that, I would have included that. Too. Yeah, because I thought In Bruges was also so, in this decade, but that, but it wasn't. My, I think that was my like I, Moon. It was two thousand nine. Yeah, and there was another one that was two thousand nine. I'm like, ah, eh, that's not yeah. Make my there list, were a but. few of those, but it's it's definitely hard to. And I, I had even made a version of this list forgetting that Mad Max Fury Road came out a few years ago, so I had to like. I feel like. That's that like, what year did that come out? 15, I think. Yeah, that's worth another rewatch for me. I really like that movie, but I just haven't seen it in a few sure. years. So. I, mine, it's on a lot of people's best list, though. I know. Mine Mine was pretty genre heavy, but that's that's the thing. Is like I When I want to rewatch a yeah. movie, what that, do you love? that's the kind of stuff I like. What movies do you I just wanna, adore? I want to be life. on edge. I want to have fun <laughs> in movies. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm going... In order of year, okay. So I'm gonna start with the fir- like back back when. <laughs> so drive, prisoners, Gone Girl, Whiplash, Spotlight, hmm. Get Out, Good Time. This might surprise you. Can you ever forgive me? Yeah, no, that I doesn't surprise me. No, I knew movie. you love it. I love that movie so much. I do like it a lot. Black Panther. Oh, that's my that's, favorite. That that's does my surprise favorite me. superhero movie, I think. And I own two Black Panther shirts. Okay. <laughs> and a, a Star is Born. Of course. Which we did not put that on our list of top 100, by the way. I think I forgot. Well, for good born. reason. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> so I think if I, this, I mean, this is really tough. I think if I had to pick like prisoners. three, it would pro. I think number one would be Prisoners. Yeah. Number two would be Whiplash. I do love Whiplash. That was another one that was like in that my, ul- tough, my yeah. ultimate list. I just couldn't make it. Happen. The thing about it, like, yeah, I, I try to stay away from and, and then maybe probably drive three. The thing that I had trouble with was if I really did by like director or or if I did by like, oh, I love this, this, this. Three of the ten would have been Denae Villeneuve, <laughs> Sicario, Prisoners, and Arrival. He had a great year. Arrival was an, another honorable mention. That, and, but then like. La La Land, I would have put in there too because I love La La Land so much. But I still, I think, prefer Whiplash from a movie standpoint. Uh-huh. That I just was blown away by Whiplash. So, I think yeah. we all have really good lists. I, I think, think is Drive the Drive and that's the one we all have always agreed on. Get Out, maybe? Did you have Get Out on? Yours? I didn't. Oh, well. I do love Get Out though. I know you do. I like that we have some variety, though. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I couldn't put Get Out above any of my top. And you know what? JoJo made my list, and I've only seen it once. Yeah. But I, I cannot tell you how much I love I know you that did. movie. But that's, but that's how I felt about Knives Out. It was Out. so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. I mean, that's the only one I've had in the last year two years, I think, because the rest are older movies. Three yeah. Billboards was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So JoJo Rabbit just really impressed me. I don't know. 
we had some good movies in this decade, so mm-hmm. hopefully the next decade can shape up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Any screams that it screams it's? Um, go see Little Women and Rise sure. of Skywalker. I know everybody will, so I don't feel like yeah. you need yep. to say that. You know, my scream it kind of goes along to that point a little bit, a little Star Wars-esque. So my scream it mm-hmm. would be about a show on Bravo, if you can believe I told Sarah about this, mm. on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Okay. They have like usually two guests for the show. It was Don Johnson and uh, Hoda. And then behind the bar, it's usually like a just rant, like a mom or like a bartender or whatever. It was Ryan Johnson. Oh. And not a single question. They ask, he always asks the person behind the bar, like, you know, like really good questions. And they're huh. trying to sell something, maybe like to sell a brand. Yeah. He just literally did not ask him anything. And I, I looked over at Gretchen. I was like, he's not asking. I was like, he could be a guest. And he's not yeah. asking him anything. Yeah. And she's like, well, what has he done? I'm like, what has he done? <laughs> like the Star Wars, Looper, Breaking Knives Bad Out. episodes. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, it really. <laughs> I thought you said prick. Oh, uh, no. Well, yes, yeah, that yeah, too. No, but yeah. Andy Cohen. That's crazy. Yeah. So that really pissed me off. And it was Don Johnson and who? And Hoda Copy. Oh, what a weird combo. But like. Don Johnson was hilarious. He's great in Knives Out. Yeah. I'm excited to see Knives Out, even what though did I someone just see says do- doesn't. No, like there's it. something else that he was just in that I just watched. Watchmen. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind of had. He's having after, a year. He's having a year. After, he's having a year. Uh, and he was in Django a couple. Yeah, years after ago, yeah. Django, I felt like okay. Watchmen was really great. I guess we haven't talked about it since the finale on Sunday, but yeah, I loved watching that show. It's probably one of my favorite TV shows of the year. So that's awesome. You know what's a TV show that I'm that. really into, which I guess could be my screen it. I, I've talked about it before, but I really dig Servant. I thought you were going to say succession mm. again. <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, servant, servant is like really surprising me. Like That's how good. anxious I am like sure. for Fridays to just like see the new episode. When when it's over, I'll just ask you what how it ends because yeah. I'm not going to rent or get an Apple TV Plus subscription <laughs> or do any illegal downloading or whatever. My screen it is six underground. <laughs> I finally finished it. It, I, it took like four sittings or something. That movie is so bananas. It is like the, is it the is Michael Bayest movie? It oh, is yeah. the Michael Bayest movie. The first twenty minutes has more action than most movies it is so crazy. insane and it's not good by any means <laughs> and a lot of the characters most of the characters are kind of obnoxious like ben hardy who played uh, roger taylor in bohemian rhapsody he's just not a very likable dude and mm-hmm. he's like the parkour guy in their group and it's like why do we have a parkour guy why is par- parkour cool again but uh it is just a is wild movie one of those movies where they just don't take themselves seriously seriously they know it's kind of bad or is it trying to I be think good so no 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 i think it's i mean it's as it's what you expect from a Michael Bay movie. I don't think they went into this thinking it was a groundbreaking thing. It is just wild. So much action. It is so bonkers, but it's so much fun. And when I started it, I remember thinking, why is Melanie Laurent, I think that's how you pronounce her name, mm-hmm. why is she in this movie? She is way too good for this, but she gets to be a badass. Like, she kind of steals it, and that's cool. Anyway. Was Ryan Reynolds fun to watch? Yeah, least? he's just Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, same with like this free guy movie that's going to come out. He's he's just Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. doing. He's like making so much money right now. I'm sure. Can you yeah. imagine just making money being yourself like yeah, that? Yeah, like, here's a million dollars and being married, to being to Yeah, but this is like Netflix was like, here, Michael Bay, do whatever you want, and he mm-hmm. did, and it's it's insane. Like, and, that dude started off as Van Wilder. I know. I know. <laughs> but I knew after watching Van Wilder, was I was hilarious. like, this guy is going to be, gonna I, be I didn't something. think he was going to be as big as he is. I yeah. just thought no, he'd he be was like, super funny yeah. in Van Wilder. Netflix has been on a roll because the two popes comes out this weekend. They had mm-hmm. like Irishman and Marriage Story and Six Underground, which doesn't fit in that group, and then two popes. But like, no movie studio has ever done that before where they've had no, two, four big I just, movies. In I don't know if it's you've insane. seen their latest commercial. Um, and I was like, holy cow. It's just highlighting the four. It's like Golden Globe nominee, yeah, so and so nominee, and it was two popes, Marriage Story, Irishman, and I thought there was a fourth one. Oh, Dolomite. Yes, and I'm like four potential movies. I mean, realistically, probably two that could give like a run, get Best Picture nomination. I think I think three. I think Marriage Story, to- Irishman, two and two popes, popes yeah. are gonna yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Dolan has a chance, but out, but mm-hmm. it's on the outskirts. But still, like that's insane. I don't yeah. think two popes will get a Best Picture. I think it will. You do absolutely. I haven't seen it. I know yet, we haven't but... even seen it, but I'm just thinking of the buzz. Like it's not even on the top ten critics list. I know. I think the Academy is still 
old, mostly these old white yeah. men. So I think I don't even think that looks that interesting. No, I mean, I'm posts. interested for Academy for Oscar yeah. reasons, but yeah, I think the Academy, the group of the Academy is still like 70% old white mm-hmm. men or something. I think the sad part is I would have never watched this movie if it was like March. I'd be like another Netflix movie. Yeah. <laughs> cool. With Anthony <laughs> Hopkins. But now it's like, if oh, it was Oscar like season. the month of March. Yeah. Like if it was oh. like an Oscar, cause now it's like Oscar season. You feel like, like you have okay, to see it. It's, Casey, I'm sure it's, it's a good perfor- Yeah. yeah. Get, I mean, like otherwise. That's how I felt like, about yeah. the wife last year. Yeah. I had that movie for months and months and months. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. And then when she started getting buzzed, I was like, I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. And it actually ended up being pretty He's kind of, uh, what's his name? Jonathan, Jonathan Price. Price. Yeah, he's kind of having a little yep. comeback a little from resurgence. his James Bond days. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> he was the bad guy in... Yeah, uh, I know. The, one of the... I don't know. One of the Bro- Pierce Brosnan ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But he was also in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He was, oh, yeah. He was Keira Knightley's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, see been a, you. See you next year. year. Yeah, yeah it's been a great year. Um, thank you for being our loyal listeners. All yes. Thousands and thousands of you. Yes. We minus are, minus um, hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> so happy that we get to do this, and we're going like on our second year now. So third year. Third year going so, into wow. Year, so pretty cool. That's crazy. Um. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in 2020.